They're magical creatures. With your host, it's Toby Vanilla. They're magical creatures. They're a creature that you just made up. Hey, Stu. Toby Vanilla here. Just dropping by Improv London Podcast to let you know that many of your former guests are going to be on my chat show sofa this weekend, talking all about love, life, and how they cope with being a magical creature. Saturday and Sunday, Vault Festival, How to Date a Magical Creature. Love this show, Stu. It's episode 130 of the Improv London Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses. And this week's guest is Tim Williams. Hello, hello, and hello. Hello. Good uh, evening. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm alive. So I first met you through jamming, improv jamming. Yes, I'm You're... sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a lovely immediate way to um, dip your toe in the improv soup with all the other people who wander around in the little improv circles and um, hopefully um, bump up against people who find the same things funny that you do. Um, And uh, possibly, uh, I haven't had the, the, the greatest luck since I um, um, uh, fumbled my way up to improv and then did some courses, haven't had the greatest luck in 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 finding groups. Though I'm I'm very happy with what I've um, fumbled into now. I, is that a great word? I'm going to keep using it. I've I've, I've leaned into it now. Um, Commit to it. <laughs> yes. So I've I've done a a lot of jamming. Um, when I think. Maybe some people might be um, swept up very quickly um, if um, they appeal to other improvisers. Um, but I've, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the experience, and um, it's never just by the nature of improv. It's never a painful thing to do, or, or you wonder why am I here. We see the thing is we obviously have different experiences of jams because for a long, long time I found jams very painful. They're horrible. I hate them. <laughs> no, you don't. Do you? <laughs> I'm I'm following. You say you. Oh, ye- I'm yes ending. <laughs> oh. um, so I I've talked about this before on the podcast, but mm. it took me a long time to enjoy jams. Mm. Um, and it's actually only recently, the last couple, um, I, don't, I don't get to Duck Duck Goose as often as I would like to on a Monday oh, evening. The best of jams. The best of jams. Yes, we'll, quality we'll... jam. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, um, but the last time I went, I enjoyed it and I thought, oh, right, this is what it's like for people that enjoy jams. But yes. up until that point, I'd yes. hated it and then I hated it slightly less and then I hated it slightly less but still hated it. <laughs> um, and it's only recently, well, not even that recently, but the last time I did a jam with Dr. Goose, I thought, oh, this is what Tim must feel. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the pain incrementally decreased yeah. until it became tolerable. That was, okay. my, that was my experience, but tell me about yours. Uh, well, um, I, I didn't uh, do any of it until after I'd finished 
um, the only course, the the only main courses I've ever really done, which is with the Free Association. I didn't put my head put my head in and then go and do courses. Ah. I did them the other way round. So I um, was very uncomfortable doing the courses and then um, relaxed once enough jamming had pounded it into the back of your in one's head that um, it's fine for you to be here. Yes. And um, you may be shit, but um, people are actively watching you do whatever you're doing. Uh, um, to, to anticipate shit bits, almost. Um, and to not mind when they happen because they're part of the point of what yes. you're doing. So I found jamming a lot easier when I gave my permission, self permission to do really, really terrible improv. <laughs> you know, the worst improv that had ever been done. Nobody cared. Nobody else even noticed, really. I mean, obviously within certain boundaries. Um, but, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I was doing bad improv. I wasn't hurting anybody else. <laughs> there was no, you know. No, no casual violence involved. No, no casual no, violence. No. Um, but it's interesting what you say about people starting by doing jams and then doing courses because I mm. think that is terrifying. Mm. I, well, the way I did it was I did lots of courses and then I did some jams. But the idea of your someone's introduction to a jam, introduction to improv to be via a jam, I think it's terrifying. Yeah, the, uh, certainly for some some of the slightly more ambitious jams where um, there's. Uh, where you can have little games or or uh, formats thrown at you suddenly, mm. and I uh, we're we thinking to Thursday night nights here. Um, I I couldn't possibly. I'm, <laughs> I'm think, not, not. I'm thinking Thursday night nights here. I don't know if you are. <laughs> it was at one of those yeah. when I saw, and this is entirely um, um, innocently and just because. Uh, the the person running it didn't know how much that the, you know the the jammers had or hadn't done yeah. and just well, I'll I'll give you a, a thing to do um, but it was I think it was a first time person and they were given a musical scene uh, where they had to finish each sentence in rhyme right and um, I. I'm not entirely sure the human mind can um, still continue to exist after. It's, it's a tricky thing to do. Yes. After it's yes, or or um, it's part of the the um, uh, the nature of jams is you're thrown in with all kinds of different people, and you might. Um, uh, bump up against someone who talks an awful lot when you might be someone who would benefit from being encouraged to speak um, so they can be they can be a a, a reassuring or but possibly if you're a little unlucky um, uh, unnerving depending on what you get thrown at you yes, yes. So let's. Um, yes. Oh, oh um, j just 
going back to uh, uh, Duck Duck Goose again. Well, that's what I was going to say, actually. Really? Let's talk about Duck Duck Goose, um, possibly talking about the way in which the jam captains help. Or Yes. I think that's really, um, it's really helpful. And actually, when I started doing jams at Duck Duck Goose, I wasn't really aware of it. And it's only when I got more experience, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, they're sort of involved and they're making sure everyone's all right. <laughs> and if someone hasn't been in it for a while, they'll bring them in. That's mm. nice, isn't it? It's, it's actively looking after people. I don't understand. What <laughs> is it? Uh, yes, the, they have, um, I think it's determinedly um, simple format where no matter what night you go and join in on you're only given the same things so and no. your and your um that leaves the 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 door open for whatever you um would be encouraged to contribute yourself which so, is yeah sorry so for those people mm. that haven't been can you talk can you explain to them if you had to sort of explain what happened at Duck Duck Goose? Yes. Can you explain to them what happened? At Duck there Duck are Goose? no words. It is beyond um, <laughs> human speech. It's it's <laughs> it's the uh, I think the smallest, but um, most naturally comfortable and um, encouraging jam that I've been to. Um, it's it literally takes place in a living room <laughs> or a an upstairs bar that looks as close to it as possible. Um, there's a fireplace that have that has been climbed on by too many people, uh, and uh, there's no there's no rows of seating. There's just chairs they bring in, and so it's simultaneously. Um, quite easy to fill the room and so it feels um, healthily um, uh, full of energy and um, uh, occupied but also uh, it's not there's there's never it's not possible for there to be an intimidatingly large audience um, which I would have benefited from compared. The first ever jam I ever did was at Hoopla, uh, which is also one of my favourite um, uh, spheres of improv. Um, but it was a uh, night. Oh, what's it called? I'm doing the remembering dance. It is called uh, the playground. Oh yes, on a Friday, and it was. Um, a jam they, I think they still have, but they used to have where you would go on and do a jam at the end of the night mm. um, after all the um, um, uh, serious big boy or big girl pants shows have been on. And the, the first one I ever did there, uh, most of the audience were having such a good time that they stayed for the jam. And so it was a big crowd wow. in quite a big room. And uh, I was luckier than I can ever say by having Dan Starkey uh, involved, um, who is part of the reason why I approached improv in the first place, um, in the room, like very actively being a giant or being things. And so I, I 
could just contribute what I wanted to. And it was a group. Uh, I contribute what I wanted to. I wanted to a lot. Contribute what I felt I, I could come up with um, in the face of a large number of people. Wow. Um, uh, so, yes, I, I, I feel a, a Duck Duck Goose sized jam is the most helpful one. Um, if you, if you, as we say, if you're not a hundred percent sure if you're supposed to be here, <laughs> and if you aren't going to be um, chased down the street by rabid ducks because <laughs> you you got up on an improv stage, or yes, um, yeah. It, yeah, it's an interesting night. Um, so they have everyone puts their, everyone that wants the jam puts their names in. Uh, I say a hat, but it's usually a bowl, isn't it? Yes. We have two person scenes, and then we have. A montage, usually two montages of half the people. Mm. Um, yeah, do you feel, did you feel that you didn't belong on stage? Did you feel that you were going to be chased by rabid ducks? Oh, uh, well, rabid ducks is my personal thing. It happens, it's happened too many times in my life. But uh, I, I had already, I, I've on and off had years of, uh, other attempts at comedy, um, including the most unprepared stand-up that has ever existed, really? which uh, it involved me having so little experience using a microphone that I active, visibly startled myself when I heard my own voice, <laughs> which doesn't... No, no. Don't do that, kids. Um, <laughs> uh, and and sketches and um, writing material for some very interesting niche audiences. Um, Tell me about your niche audiences. Uh, they are decidedly less pervy than I just suggested <laughs> by my delivery. Um, one of them, in fact, in fact, one of the two is the most actively least pervy. Um, um, world you can ever do comedy in, which was um, to uh, the audience of an international Gilbert and Sullivan festival. <laughs> wow. Which is a, a wonderful uh, niche to write for. Um, uh, it's a, a festival in Harrogate, it used to be in Buxton, and you go and do your, your amateur GNS. Right. And then you have an hour afterwards to do a cabaret. And uh, I was in a little company, and most groups just do their show tunes that they don't get a chance to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we actively had a bunch of comedy sketches, and I was the compare. And I've, I've, ne oh, I've never seen a uh, uh, a an aging crowd of Gilbert and Sullivan enthusiasts because uh, we've all seen a number of those um, uh, no react with such delight they really? they were generally very happy at, they, they, at, they, were, they were fine that you were were you mocking Gilbert and Sullivan were you affectionately you know because you were writing sketches about them were they in the style of or were yes. they they were um, a, a couple tiptoed up to the edge and then um, retreated. Uh, um, there, it was the, the kind of um, 
uh, audience where you you could do sketches about um, uh, exaggeratedly overacting chorus people. Uh. I had I had a sketch about um, uh, overacting chorus members as an Olympic event oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they would uh, there would be a commentary about. Um, and now Marcus from Penge is is going to attempt the um, far too uh, the exaggerated uh, the overdone laugh, and then they would get um, uh, marks at the end, and uh, someone was disqualified for being a good actor, <laughs> and then they had a, they had a a a, um, a, a replay of one of um, the competitors who managed to fit a, a heart attack in during the replay, which was a little surreal touch that I, I, I don't know if the, the GNS crowd... <laughs> but anyway, yes. Um, so that's, and, and the other niche was um, a LARPing crowd. Oh. Um, uh, for years, um, a hobby I had because nobody uh, told me to stop was um, live-action role-playing of the, the fantasy kind. Mm-hmm. So you would have an audience of people dressed as orcs and elves and um, wizards uh, with all the, all the little jokes to do with Tolkien or, or, or specifically to do with the, um, the world this particular game was set in. And um, so it's that's a, that's a very um, uh, fond memories of being able to write for um, that um, vein of shared comedy. Yeah. So um, if if someone hasn't done any live action role playing, and I've done lots of tabletop role playing, but I've never actually done any live action role playing. I mean, how does it work? How um, it probably shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, admittedly, as a tabletop role player, we look down upon you live action role players as like, you're the nerds, we're the cool ones. <laughs> it's like it's like different strata of Doctor Who fandom <laughs> hating each other, isn't it? Well, we don't hate you. I mean, we pity you. But uh... well, yes, this is this is probably entirely justified. Um, I. I well, I'll, I'll do the customary um, crawl backwards out of the room with my nose on the floor as I leave. Um, uh, it's um, in a way a uh, it, you could definitely argue that it's improvised theatre, mm, definitely, yeah, and yeah, yeah. with people physically playing their characters, um, and with uh, safe combat of the kind of contact sport variety with everyone whacking each other with um, replica swords, uh, but um, whacking each other with the pulled back wrist so you don't actually take someone's ear off or anything. Ah, interesting, um, yeah. And uh, for years I played, for like 12 years. Why? <laughs> what? Um, it was preparation for improv. Yes. There's a lot of things in my life that have turned out in retrospective retrospectively to be preparation for improv it's made my whole life up to improv made a lot more sense it has all been building up exactly and why is it not how can all this just be doing jams (laughs) um uh, yeah yeah uh 
So, so, um, you, so you go somewhere and there's yeah. a kind of a, a dungeon master type figure. Does somebody set up the scenario? Oh, or? Uh, there's uh, um, uh, groups of people, uh, groups who run the events, and they have um, plot referees and plot teams who write the overall situations, and you go along with your um, fishman named Greg. And you are written into what's going on if if Greg is sufficiently. Um, can we get a commission from Greg's for this? Yes. This will be, yes, excellent. Uh, I um, sorry, I was going to interrupt and said I tried their vegan sausage rolls and it was very nice. So oh. anyway, carry on. By Greg's. By Greg's. Um, uh, <laughs> if if Greg the fishman uh, um, fits into all the little plots that the the, the, the team. Who run the events are are uh, cooking up, then uh, you can be involved in things, and you in this kind of healthy interaction between the the players and the people ostensibly writing the plots, mm. um, the players should be able to uh, wander in any direction uh, they like, and. Um, it's part of the job of the the referees or the dungeon master to um, uh, yes to yes and mm. whatever they uh, and and hopefully in the same way there's there's um, um, some compassion and understanding with an improv audience uh, players who maybe run off the beaten track in a, in a role-playing game um, uh, are, should have it in their minds that they can do whatever they want, but it, it will just... It, they can ruin the Dungeon Master's day and to not be dicks about it. Um, That's good advice. Yes. So, um, you've done a lot of jams, uh, but recently you've formed a couple of groups. Yes. I've, 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 ta I've um, come to the end of my tether with herding the, the, the very lovable cats, herding the cats around. I. Um, it's hard to organise improvisers. I think it's hard yes. to organise people in general, but because improvisers tend to be the sort of people that like to make things up on the spot, yes. they can sometimes not like to commit themselves to the future. And also, they're really busy because. Lots of people seem to be in lots of different groups doing lots of different yeah. things. It's almost like it doesn't like um, keep pay for your living, and so you have to do something else. <laughs> yes, almost like that. <laughs> yes. Um, but you formed a group with yourself. Tell me about a wizard. Did it? I did. I did. Um, um, it was uh, it was hard going because I'm a, a, a dick to work with, <laughs> but I. Uh, was so was so um, desperate for so long to do something warm and um, generously silly with uh, the fantasy genre and some kind of um, um, uh, friendly spoof of that and uh, getting together a group and and keeping people. Um, when uh, some are 
enormously supportive and uh, generous, uh, but then, because they're supportive and generous, get snapped up by other groups mm -hmm. um, while, you're wait while you're trying to get everyone else together. Yeah. The idea was, I mean, entirely understandably, already been done by so many people. Um, there's, I, I have a couple of friends who were right at this moment are in a, a, a Game of Thrones spoof. Oh, right. Um, uh, one of the best things I've ever seen in my life, and I've watched a lot of Danger Mouse, one of the best things <laughs> I've ever seen in my life uh, was the London Improvisant uh, from two years ago, uh, which was a... Um, a, a primarily a Game of Thrones spoof but also had any kind of other kinds of fantasy that people wanted to throw in. Um, that was a huge undertaking with um, um, enormous range of different kinds of fantasy that mm. what what it, that seemed to be whatever the um, um, it was called Lord of the Thrones, by the way. I should say that uh, uh, whatever. Um, particular favourites each member of the cast had. Um, so you had a, a bunch of Game of Thrones send-ups and also just some playing Gandalf because they wanted to. Um, and so I thought uh, w one way to um, bypass the, you know, the practical problems and... Um, uh, really lean into the um, the storytelling that I definitely wanted to make part of it. Um, I just thought I deliberately cut it down to one person telling a story mm. and um, uh, decided to become an old wizard uh, who's, who's uh, telling this story about rabid ducks, you were, you were saying. That's why all you see. This, I'm glad you're paying attention and you know your classics. Um, and so who could just ramble on like that. Um, for however long I'm given, um, to to um, placate my need for the the um, a generously silly fantasy um, act. So, so what's the, what's the format of the show? Do you ask for a suggestion? I I uh, I come on I uh, and. <laughs> Do the, I, I say introductory waffle, but it is waffle because of the character. Um, and uh, pretend that I'm about to tell a story, but I'm, I'm so very old, I can't remember it. Could you possibly remind me? And it, I, I used to start with the, uh, the name, which uh, I didn't pull off a couple of times because I'm, I've still... I've never done a solo improv before, so I was working through a fresh batch of do I deserve to be here um, business. Um, and uh, yes, I, uh, I discovered that not just initially it was helpful to not give myself a title with, with elements or events that would need to happen later on. Mm. Um, I quite early on did a, um, a night at the nursery theatre where uh, it was 
while on the train home, I remembered that an invisible beard should have been involved in there somewhere, <laughs> because that was the name of the story. Uh, I, I would have been quite happy to, at the last second, have the main character just say, oh, I'm glad no one noticed I have an invisible beard. That would have been uh, awkward. <laughs> that would have been enough. But I, so I've... Um, uh, and and storytelling groups tend to go for a title, don't they? So I I I, I tend to go for an um, an evocative first line. So you ask the audience for a, the, yes. an evocative first line. Uh, a yeah. first line, and maybe what a character is feeling, oh, that's nice. or maybe um, and uh, nudge. A big part of it is to have nudges along the way where I um, knocked the um, the abhorrent uh, strode into the the um, uh, the rancid goat pub and it was full of and what kind of creatures were of, uh, rabbit ducks rabbit ducks you see and they couldn't get enough of the goat's uh, beer um, that kind of uh, nudge occasionally gives me um, something fresh to bounce off, even if it's something very simple and, um, in some cases, it's true, it's maybe slightly unhelpful, possibly, <laughs> um, but but that that is a perfect chance to make that a good thing and play up the fact that the hero has just... Um, uh, not presented any obstacle to the plot at all, so everything goes ahead perfectly smoothly. Um, uh, but I, uh, I, I was told previously by a few people that um, it really helps in in single person acts uh, if you um, determinedly make them a two person act and make the second person the audience. Yes. And so you've got, you've, you don't start off and then have only what comes out of your nervous, overactive head to fill 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have some kind of, um, um, and it, it looks, it looks a little less, um, uh, pompous in a way. <laughs> It looks like you're, you're, it, it, remind, it reminds you and the audience that you're there to um, uh, uh, bounce off each other. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. You're, there to, you're there to tell them a story instead of everyone look at me, um, run my mouth off for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Ginny Lyons, who is one of my favourite solo improvisers, does that very much. In her Ginny Lyons is an only child and includes the audience and lets the audience choose some things and all that sort of stuff. Yes. I think it's a really good way. I'm a little bit against kind of improv that just takes a word at the beginning and then doesn't include the audience at all. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. it's wrong, but I'm just, I'm very interested in, well, how can we get the audience involved more? Because it's just more fun and everyone's more engaged in the room. But yes. So. So what you're doing uh, with um, a wizard did it? So it's kind of it's improvised storytelling. Do you act out the parts, or are you more sort of telling a story? Um, I uh, it probably could be, um, but uh, uh, it's it's 
the kickoff idea is that it is a character telling a story. Right. So I I don't I haven't yet um, uh, jumped into other characters. Um, I think because that would give me the uh, um, not the obstacle, but the little the little element I've got to include of this um, b- bumbling old wizard character doing some acting. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're getting to different levels then, aren't you? Yes. So, okay, so you would be the wizard character playing the hero. Yes. Would be one way to approach it. Or would you be dropping the wizard character and just playing the hero? Yeah, that, it's a whole other world, thing, yes, though, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. would be that would be the the world of the uh, of the show would be a decidedly different thing. It would be um, more. It would be more. Um, you've just made me think about this in a second. It would, <laughs> it would be more. Uh, here is an actor playing all these. I am an actor. I am yes. a, a real person yes. playing all these characters for you, and this. Wizard is just the one I'm starting off yes. with, um, but um, I I've stuck with. This is this is a real, this um, bumbling old yeah. um, person with magic powers is real, and he's um, he's there to be a storyteller. Yeah, um, it's it's a little bit possibly like um, one of my favourite two prov acts at the moment, which is Bark and Bee, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. where the idea is that um, it's a, a two-person act where um, uh, both um, Charlotte and Mark, the improvisers, uh, have puppets. And the idea is that it's not puppeteers doing improv, it's the, these puppet characters themselves doing improv. And so they start with a warm-up a game, um, but you never the. I no no yeah um I you you don't at any point, um. Uh, hear from the actors, mm. um, uh, a a. Um, a a small tree puppet and a taller lady puppet come on stage and they talk to you and then they go off, yes. and yes. I think what's amazing, I mean, there are many, many amazing things about that duo, but I forget that Bark is a tree <laughs> and that Bee is a naked cloth, uh, cotton lady, um, because when they start improvising scenes, I sort of see them as the characters they're improvising, which yes. is a level upon a level. <laughs> I'm really interested in these different levels of reality. I know that when Mark and Charlotte came onto the podcast, mm-hmm. it was really interesting because they brought Bark and Bee along. And it was the one episode where I was like, I'm not sure what level of reality to pitch these questions <laughs> at. So it sounds like it's a similar thing with your bumbling wizard. Yes. You know, I mean, you'd have to be a greater actor than I, certainly, to portray the hero, but be playing the old wizard character portraying the hero. I mean, that sounds like amazing, but it also sounds really hard and really <laughs> complicated. And it's perhaps more effort than is really, you know... Worth it, but you know, there's there's always there's always something to be said for um, making improv. Hopefully, making it look kind of clever, but keeping it as simple as possible. Yes, yes, um, definitely. Yes. 
Cool. Well, um, I wish you the best with that. Oh, thank you, um, thank you. And you're also in a group with Dan Luxton. Yes. Called? Uh, Histrionics. Tell me about that. Which is, um, it's peasants or people otherwise covered in mud or people in towers um, having silly arguments about things. Daniel is a prince among men. Very warmly clever, uh, generous improviser. Uh, we su- suddenly found ourselves at Duck Duck Goose one week and an act dropped out. And so someone said, Do you two want, does anyone want to go on and faff around for 10 minutes? Um, and uh, I had the idea, I, I, we, I forget who thought of it first, but there was a kind of mutual wanting to do something uh, in, related to some kind of history-based mm. um, story, uh, and it was it was a way for me to again vent some fantasy yeah, yeah, yeah. out of my system. Um, not that I ever wanted to leave my system, <laughs> uh, and to to maybe do the kind of same silliness and. Um, uh, Slightly fourth wall breaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. or um, I love uh, um, um, knowing silliness that you could do, but but with that you could do with fantasy. Apologies, but with uh, um, just um, being a little more tied to. Um, well, but, but having said that, we are very quickly, we're not tied to actual history or anything that's actually happened because it has very quickly um, uh, become a way for both of us to be as silly as we possibly can. Uh, we start off by randomly um, getting a year determined by a roll of the dice, which absolutely undermines the extreme air of coolness that both of us um, <laughs> cultivate around us at all times uh, and then we um, uh, get a an object and the we may extend it to an event or something like that but for the we're finding our feet with it being an object and then we have to say we have to tell the story of how um, the um, uh, the garden hose was invented in the year 984 and we have to make that work so immediately there's a a um a hopefully enjoyable silliness with we've we've got to we've got to come up with whatever um um nonsense will explain why badges were invented in in 1972 after the initial part of the story we we then uh Either randomly or no, we've we've moved into just asking the audience to shout things out. I think <laughs> um, uh, have the story advanced by a certain number of years. Oh yes, so I it love might, that. It That's might, brilliant. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. And so it might go on to a future time where generations yeah. um, have had like the Badger Wars to to fight or whatever's happened, or uh, a couple of times. Um, I've deliberately carried on playing the same 
character I was, only somehow now he's 70 years older and he's just done stupidly well for someone <laughs> from the 11th century. Um, and yes, it's, it's, all, it's all in in the service of the silliness. So, um, yeah. Um, and it's... it's uh, it's it's hugely encouraging um for me generally to have it was the, it was the first regular um uh improv Im- it was my it was my first step into improv yeah, I see. i'm i'm so i'm all the cool kids are saying improv these days anyway, improv. um uh like rumble seat that's <laughs> yes yeah, what we do um uh yes um it was my um, my first chance to be to regularly be in something cool and so it's it's got a special place for me yeah um, um, yes fantastic um, what can if somebody's stepping onto stage of you maybe in a jam at Dr. Dr. Goose or Thursday Night Lights or somewhere else and they're stepping on the stage with you what right. can they do to delight you oh, um, uh, cast you in a fantasy setting <laughs> Uh, gosh, um, I, I won't even start talking about own money or, <laughs> or any of the obvious stupid jokes, um, because, uh, you've, you've just reminded me of what I absolutely love, which is when someone has a joke or a little idea and offer, and, um, asks you to come along with it yeah. and so you're or you've got um when uh, they someone introduces something and you back it up uh, yeah, and yeah. then you're both doing something together yeah. actively um and uh when when someone is quite happy to um uh, lean into um, the sillier side of where it could go yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, even uh, if it would change uh, no no not not even if it would change the scene into something else um, uh, because I, I one thing I often um, feel for when uh, feel for people when um, the 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 rugby scrum of jams occasionally happens yeah, yeah, yeah. is when uh, you've got two people um, um, talking about their deceased cat um, and how Tiddles loved chasing um, uh, the rabid ducks up and down the street uh, and then someone comes in and says well I'm glad you've all um, come to my board meeting and yes yes that's not that's not helpful for uh, a new person who's trying to yes so um i i really love um, um silliness that couldn't poss- couldn't probably couldn't be real but insists that it is but not but not a world where um uh things get thrown out yeah. suddenly 
because I, 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 I've done, yes, I, I see a product of how many, of the number of jams that I've done. Um, um, I, I feel for people who have um, loose span, spanners thrown at them yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have to cope with it. Yeah. Um, so, or yes, um, or just to go back to my initial point, any amount of money also. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of money passing uh, hands in, in jams. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's, that's very much the... Uh, if I if I if you have twenty for for um the um the the alphabet game please yeah. <laughs> or twenty not to play the alphabet game uh, <laughs> what m- musically oh well uh, okay. yes yes <laughs> it's a forty to take care of the the um yeah it's all about the big money passing hands uh, at the jams that's why I stuck it out for so long <laughs> uh, big final question oh. When when a man and a lady love each other very much, they they. Uh, yes. Yeah, that explains a lot, actually. No, I'm just explaining it to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is how many jams I've been to. I'm slightly lacking. Yes. <laughs> What's your signature move? What do you do that brings the house down, saves the day, oh. makes the audience erupt? Go, hey, classic Tim. I've I've arguably never done that. Ever. <laughs> um. I like st- I like stupid names. <laughs> I had I had uh, a uh, a setup for a wizard show last week where I just had to um, have two brothers, and one of them was a, a spy, and so we had a variety of different names ranging from. Gillespie Sticks, Private Detective. Great name. Through to, um, um, yes. I, I, I think, I'm trying to think of anything. No, I, 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 yes, I think, I think, um, um, Bizarre Tangents. Bizarre Tangents. Yes. Yeah. I think. Which, uh, possibly get more of a, a better reaction in a jam because you've got a bunch of people going, oh, I'm not entirely sure if I should say whatever comes into my head. And, oh, he just, he just started talking about um, chinchillas. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel a bit better about the whole thing, yes. <laughs> thank you for being a guest on the Improv London oh, podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. I made this. That's improv!